Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is brought to you by the Taves Consumer Electronics Show, running from October 13th to the 15th at the Toronto Congress Centre. Go to TAVESHOW.com to get your tickets now. What's good, Internet? You're listening to episode 142 of the Cerebcast. We're recording this week's episode on Thursday, October 12th. The Cerebcast is a podcast devoted to fostering intelligent and fun discussion related to the Canadian tech and uh, telecom ecosystem. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. This week, I'm joined by Mobile Syrup Senior Editor and uh, part-time time traveler. Patrick O'Rourke. Patrick, how are you? I'm Switch Reporter. That's my most important title. This is true. Also Switch Reporter. I'm good. I'm, I'm quite good. How are you? Very good. He's also major domo at uh, Mobile Syrup and a bunch of other stuff. Um, we uh, also have, on returning on the zeros and ones, DJ Rose Bihar. Rose, how are you? Hello. I'm back to uh, sort of deliver the hot beats that everybody is expecting. You are me. you are the Diplo in uh, the supergroup that is mobile syrup. <laughs> you do you have a sick ponytail right now? Yes. <laughs> it looks a lot like Diplo's. Yes. Um, I will think of more kind of whimsical and spiritual titles for you. Thanks. Uh, that's a work in progress. We also have a very special guest, Hewitt. Uh, Hewitt doesn't know the speak command. So if our podcast producer ever teaches Hewitt, Hewitt is a dog, by the way. I was going to say, is, is Hewitt a voice activated assistant? <laughs> or a uh, robot? Or yeah. Disembodied voice. Uh, and that's a very, uh, inside joke here at mobile syrup. Um, but if you hear barking, that's Hewitt, make sure to say hi to Hewitt. And it's just because Hewitt has some pretty strong views on, on tech. Yes. And she's very cute. Um, this week, uh, we're going to do another themed episode. If you've been listening to the syrup cast for God knows how long, you know, that we'd love to do sometimes, uh, theme weeks. This time we're going to do it about specifically roaming and unlocked devices um more so on on roaming um patrick our time traveler and space traveler and airplane traveler he's the most experienced so he's probably gonna be leading most of it um but i think to start what i wanted to do was let's just talk about our kind of best and worst experiences roaming uh starting with you pat because i'm sure you have many terrible ones uh, so I usually use Roam Mobility just because I've I've been with Kudo uh, mm-hmm. for a number of years. I think probably three or four at this point. And they until now, and I know Rose will talk about it later. They didn't have an official roaming option. Um, so Roam this week, starting this week, is it this yeah, week when it starts? Is it, okay, or is it? This yeah, week? it's available now. It quietly rolled out the the Kudo uh, roaming feature, Easy Roam, Easy Roam, just okay. like Telus's. Um, and yeah, Roam Mobility's improved over the years. I think their network is a little more expansive in the U.S. Um, the way it works is you purchase a SIM. It's usually available. Uh, well, it's available at a lot of different places. You can get it at the airport. Um, but uh, I think I bought mine from a 7-Eleven near me. And that's where I got mine. 
um, and you, you put it inside your phone, you set up an account online and you're able to top up um, uh, different data, different voice and different text plans. And they, they have like what they call snowbird options where it's, it's a little more expensive for, for multiple days and their plans are always changing. Um, but typically like if I go on a press trip for a couple days, I end up spending, I don't know, like 20 bucks max for, for a short period of time. I think the most I ever spent was, um, about 60 bucks when I was in the U S for almost a week and a half to two weeks. Uh, and I mean, it works, but then it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, so when it works, it's great, but then there's instances where you have no coverage and it's those times when you really need your phone. Um, and I think that the instance where it was probably the worst was, I, I guess it was in between WWDC and E3, uh, when I was doing more touristy things. So I was out of, I guess the, the main areas of, of LA and, uh, was it San Jose? That's where it was. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I, I ran into a bunch of instances where I didn't have signal um, and it lasted quite a while. Uh, There's uh, like an hour to maybe even an hour and a half where I was walking down uh, Santa Monica Boulevard and there was no signal at all. And I like On Santa Monica. Rough. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing at all. Um, and I've also had problems, in, but this is not new. It's been like this for a while. Uh, it rarely works at SFO. Um, but but they have free Wi-Fi, so you can hook up to that as long as you're able to get through the sort of the login screen, which sometimes doesn't show up depending on what device you're using. Um, the struggles is, is it a SFO? I can't remember correctly. It's 30 minutes on Wi-Fi? Yeah, but you can just reconnect after. Okay, okay. That, 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 that's what I, I, I'm pretty sure I've done that. Um, but I, I mean, Rome, I, I like Rome. I think it's a great service. I just feel like now that uh, Rome Like Home is around, Bell has their own option. Kudo has their own option. Telus has had one for a while now that it's becoming less and less relevant. Um, I was looking at Rose's story, and I think I'll probably just end up using Kudo's uh, official roaming option. It's simpler. Just because it's simpler. Um, and I mean, <sighs> it's it's more more user error on the people's part that are calling me, because when I go to the States, I always make sure that I give out my US number, because that's I guess that's a key thing that I didn't mention, is that when you use roam mobility, you don't get to keep your own number, obviously, because you're using a new SIM. Um, people often try to call me and they can't get a hold of me because they're trying to call my Canadian number. Um, so I mean that that's an issue, and that's something that doesn't happen when you use the official the official options that are out there. And I think that that's probably why while I probably the main reason why I'll, I'll end up switching. I think. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand the kudo option that just came out. You actually get to use your own data bucket which is pretty essential um, for my experiences. My worst experience has been using Virgin's uh, Rome Sweet Rome option because Rome, much, Rome. I know, they always have to have cutesy names, much like Bell's option. Um, they don't let you use your own data allotment. What they give you is unlimited calling, um, you know, back to Canada even and, and within the States and unlimited text, but they only allow you 100 megabytes per day. So, Ooh. yeah, so it's rough. And what happens if you end up, you know, like going on the Internet for any span of time over about like two hours is that you then run out of data and they prompt you. They say you can you can purchase more data. You can purchase another 100 megs for about I think it's five bucks. So I would be continuously doing that over and over again because sometimes you need that extra data 
and just and running up the bill really really badly especially if you're tethering or something like that right oh it yeah adds up super because if quick. you're traveling you might need to tether you might yeah. need to get a story out and, and all of a sudden you have to tether and that's one of the things that just occurred to me that wouldn't be that great about using one of the official plans is you're still sharing your own your data that you would you're be using, using in data, canada yeah. right whereas with rome sure you you have the additional obstacle of having to set something up you have a different number but you have like your own individual data bucket that's only related to that plan that you right. can top up when need be. Right, for sure. So, I mean, depending on how you feel about using your own data bucket, I would have been fine with using my full data bucket because I have quite a lot of data on my account and it would have been better than this like sort of stifling and just annoying 100 megabytes per, you know, uh, re-up. So I've also used Roam and I did enjoy that. The only downside to that was... Uh, I came in and had to immediately start figuring out um, just the settings to connect to the correct network because right, it wasn't working. So have, exactly. I've had, I've had that happen. Yeah. So so that's kind of inconvenient when you're just first arriving off the plane, but it wasn't a big deal. It worked really well after and, that. And once you set it up once, right, like on a device, it's good to go. So it's that like initial yeah. kind of weird because most people probably haven't messed around in APN settings in their phone, right? Like that's... Yeah. That's a thing that we do all the time, but I don't think the average person even knows that exists. Exactly. It would be quite... Unless you own a Wind or a Freedom mobile phone. <laughs> yeah. If you own an, an iPhone 8 on Freedom's network. Yeah. yeah. So it would be something I wouldn't send my, my mom off with a Rome Mobility Sim, I don't believe. But in terms of good experiences with roaming, I'm not sure I've ever had a really flawless one. I really enjoy the fact that I can use Rome Sweet Rome and still use my number and kind of not have to worry about uh, ejecting sims and going through any sort of process. But the fact that it's uh, so that it's just this 100 megabytes is, is a real downside. So I think there's still I still am yet to have that really great roaming experience. Have you ever ejected a sim like on the plane as you're landing and the person beside you looks at you like you're a hacker or something? <laughs> yeah. like, it happens to me all the time. They're like, totally. oh my God, what is this guy doing? What is he doing to his phone? I'm I like, love it. I'm popping like, the sim in that. Hacker man, what can I say? The one thing that I just wanted to mention, so like I, I didn't go over pricing or anything for Rome, um, but I, but I opened it up just so I can talk about it quickly now. So their, their talk text and data is four ninety five per day. Um, how does that compare to like what Kudo is doing in some of the other companies? Is that so? It's a free. This Kudo's roaming service and all of these daily roaming features um, are free. They yeah. they just come with the accounts. So you don't um, have to add anything. I mean, so the the fee you don't have to add anything, but then per day you pay uh, seven dollars in the U.S. in the, in terms of Kudos, and um, and ten dollars in terms of other international locations, okay. of which there is like a hundred or so. Uh, and you pay it up to a cap of about a hundred dollars per month. That's days. not bad. Yeah. If if you're traveling for a long time and like you know you're gonna rack up a pretty pretty high bill, having it capped at a hundred isn't bad. It's actually it's not terrible. I mean it's it's certainly not as good as uh, those other mobility sims. Um. Yes. Uh, what I wanted to add was um, personally I've just used uh, I've used Rome like home. Uh, not Rome like him, excuse me, Rome Mobility once uh, on my first trip to San Francisco. Uh, at that point, uh, Fido had not yet uh, adopted I remember this. Uh, Fido Rome. And then once I did have access to Fido Rome, I'm like, I know there's people who are like, well, why don't you just buy a T-Mobile SIM card? Yeah, well, people tell me that all the time. And all Or like, <laughs> you know, when you're traveling, someone suggested to me when I was traveling in Japan, they're like, just uh, buy a Japanese uh, or... um 
SoftBank SIM card. I'm like, I don't have proof of residency in Japan. Yeah, to, yeah, it's very difficult in it's, some countries. It's very difficult in some countries. Um, and then once I started using uh, Fido Roam, Roam like home, uh, it was uh, I was like, I can't go back. Um, yeah, and, it's so convenient. Yeah, my the, biggest concern was like going somewhere and getting a local SIM is just what if I can't. Like, what if I get there and then I'm not able to, or I can't find a vending machine that sells one, or I can't find a local carrier store, you know what I mean? Like that's, You like to be able to plan ahead. Yeah, I, I, as, as I plan everything in life. But I like to be able to plan ahead and know, kind of know that well, you when know, I land, I'll have that data and I'll and be able to figure stuff out. That's actually kind of legit because one time I went down to the States, was like, I'm just going to get a prepaid card for use while I'm here. I think it was there two weeks. And I went into the store, and a lot of stores actually, and this happens in Canada too, they won't sell you prepaid uh, like uh, numbers or prepaid SIMs um, because it doesn't give them very com- much commission. Oh, I see. So then Ooh, you go boo. into the store, and the person's like, "We don't do that here," because they don't want to deal with yeah. you. So literally, it can be on a on a person by person basis. Uh, one of the things with the T-Mobile tourist plan is you need to have an American credit card. Yeah, you can buy like a prepaid card, right? But like it adds a loop. There's some hurdles there. Yeah, and you know, like, what if you can't find a T-Mobile store? (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah. Like when I when I went to Germany for Gamescom, like I guess almost three years ago now, uh, that was one of my biggest issues with the planning of it was trying to find a SIM that worked in Europe. I think there's more options available now, uh, but at the time I used No Roaming, um, which is also a Toronto-based company. Uh, and they have other options available where you can have like an actual SIM, um, similar to Rome Mobility. But back then, it was sort of the stamp card that you stamped a sticker over top of your SIM. Um, and I, I tried it out and I tested it out all before I left. Uh, and I was surprised, like it actually worked pretty well. I think I was spending about, I don't know, six ninety nine or seven ninety nine US a day um, over the two week and a half to two weeks that I was there, which added up to a lot of money, but just having that security of knowing that when I landed, I could use data was great. And it also worked in more than just Germany, right? And I had a stopover in in Zurich and I was there for longer than I wanted to be because my flight was delayed. So if I didn't have that specific card that worked in multiple places, I wouldn't have been able to use data. Mm -hmm. So I think there's probably carrier sims that you can buy in Europe that are valid in multiple countries too. Yeah, there are. Yeah. I've used that before and it's been really handy. There's a, there's the bigger companies like three or, um, orange, I think they, they do like, uh, plans where you basically get a plan that works in most of the European union. That's cool. It's very handy. I think I did the same thing when I went to Barcelona for MWC and no roaming was brutal there. Like it didn't work ever. And that was that was really bad. So that's actually one interesting thing to point out is that at least with your carrier, you do have maybe more trust that their partnerships with local yeah. companies would be stronger. Um, no roaming actually just got 4G service. That was something that they only recently yeah, announced. Yeah, I was on 3G the whole time too. Yeah. I, I should mention that. I didn't mm-hmm. even think of it. Um, I wish we could talk more about uh, roaming, um, but unfortunately, Pat has to go pretty soon. So there was one reader question that uh, we got recently that, um, and we'll have more to say about roaming in a yes. future episode. Um, this was a great question from, I believe it was Andrew. Uh, if not, Andrew, I'm really sorry. I will find out your name <laughs> properly. You credit you. I just did not write it down in my show notes. And he says, um, hi, can you talk a bit about unlocked phones? For example, 
how to tell if they will work with Rogers and other carriers and great models to check out in Canada. Uh, so I think the two questions, uh, let's kind of address this question from the bottom first. Um, are there like two or three smartphones that you would recommend specifically like as great options for people who are um, want to get an unlocked phone, right? Um, and obviously there are big budgets involved, like varying budgets, I should say, involved. Uh, you know, what a, what's a great phone for one person might not be a great phone for another. But um, I think we've had great advice on this kind of front before, and it really is dependent on whether you're an iOS user or Android. And I think for a lot of people, just in my head space, I think like most people are coming from kind of the Android perspective with this, although I could be totally I, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I always recommend the OnePlus 5. I think that that's one of the cheapest, especially in Canada, mm-hmm. phones that you can get. Most, I, I wouldn't call it affordable because like, what is it, 650 now? Yeah. Something like that. That's a lot of money for, for a phone, right? Mm-hmm. But if you compare it to the cost of some of the other phones on the market, especially in Canada where phones are a little more expensive because they're of, of, of because of our dollar, um, I, I think that it's it's a really good it's a really good deal for a high end phone. Rose, oh okay, well great question. Uh, I am so glad you asked because I love <laughs> unlocked phones, and I also think we should note that this is really um, kind of pertaining to phones that are sold outright online more so than anything else, because all phones will be unlocked or unlockable by December 1st here in Canada. Yeah, that's true. Uh, per the CRTC mandate. Um, but I, I absolutely understand what you mean. Um, so my recommendation always for unlocked phones is generally from the Asus lineup. And this year they have a really great one in the Asus Zenfone, Zenfone 4 Max. Um, so it's very, very inexpensive. It's only $300, but you you get quite a lot for that price. Um, there, It's got a 5.5-inch display, so it's really like decently sized. 5,000 million. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ampere battery, which should uh, provide really, really good uh, battery life. And it's got a dual rear, rear camera setup. So a 13 megapixel main camera with a 120-degree wide-view camera. So it's it's really a great sort of more mid-range uh, option at a price that's very, very budget. Um, and I think that's probably my top recommendation. I think also it's interesting to look at uh, Xiaomi phones, especially, like, you know, people were really interested in the Xiaomi Mix 2, um, which is pretty much nearly bezel-less, and it, it came out, I, I guess it was last year now, and really shocked everybody with its uh, design at the time. Um, it's it's available. It's it's a lot more expensive, it's but nice it's available phone. for like a thousand dollars if Canadians really want that kind of interesting trophy phone. 
Um, yeah, so those are two recommendations, but there's a lot. I mean, HTC, you have to get them mostly uh, online, unlocked now. And the U11 is a great phone. Yeah, the U11 is a great phone. Dean will pre- repeatedly tell you that if you mention it in here. That's right. Check out Dean Daly's uh, review on the U11. So there's a, there's a lot of really good options out there. On the, the iOS side of things, I always mention the iPhone SE. Yeah. It's really cheap outright. I think it's about 450 which isn't really cheap, but I mean, it's cheap for an iPhone. Um, and if you want to go on contract, I know that's not what this uh, reader asked, but getting last year's iPhone is always a great option through a carrier. It's typically $0 or... Especially like, this year when the difference between yeah, yeah. the 8 and the 7 is so marginal. There's, there's pretty much nothing. I think even the, the 7 Plus is close to $0 with some carriers in, in Canada right now. Um, but I know that's not what they were asking. They wanted something outright. Uh, iPhones uh, and iOS devices are just really difficult to get a good price on outright. However, with iPhones, you really wouldn't have to worry about uh, bans in terms of no, no. working, uh, being compatible with uh, Canadian carriers. Because that's going to have every every LTE band that you need, um, including now band sixty six. Although we'll touch on that later. Um, this is going to like seem way too obvious, but there's a reason I bring it up. Uh, I would suggest honestly uh, the Pixel, Pixel two when it comes out, and the reason for this is just in following kind of how Google has treated its customers, as opposed to how um, Pixel owners. So I guess, let me rephrase this. If you want to get the Pixel, buy it directly from Google, which entails buying it unlocked. And the reason I say that is uh, I was following a story where Nexus 6P, uh, you know, when they updated it to the Nexus 6P. Uh, I know where to, you're going with this. Yeah. The nug, uh, to Nugget, um, or Nougat, as some like to say it. <laughs> um, it. It caused this like boot looping issue uh, with some phones, right? Um, and if you were... For most phones, uh, for most Nexus 6P owners, that meant that by the point that this happened, their Nexus 6P was out of warranty, right? It was out of that warranty period. So if you were going directly through Huawei or one of the carriers, you were mostly out of luck. Whereas I wrote this story just by finding this uh, Reddit thread where Google was actually giving uh, a Pixel, um, uh, not Plus, sorry, XL, to, uh, to Nexus 6P owners as a way of like, hey, like, sorry, you had to go through like. That's pretty cool, right? So, but only uh, the ones who bought their Nexus, Nexus directly. directly. Okay. So, um, if the Nexus, or I mean, dearly departed Nexus, if the Pixel lineup is something that interests you, if you have the money, yes, it is a lot of money to put up eight hundred dollars up front. Um, but I think going through Google is your best bet, especially because you know at this point, I think it is very much. They are trying to become like a competitor in the hardware space, right? So Google is kind of doing everything it can to, if you, like, to reward you as a customer who's decided to kind of take um, not that it's like a, a very hard bet to take, right? But like, you kind of did go out of a on a limb and buy a product from them as opposed to someone who's kind of bigger in the space like Apple, right? Or Samsung or LG. The main obstacle is just getting your hands on one and don't know whether or not they're going to have enough uh, in stock. I I think that it's still going to be an issue, but not as much of of an issue as it was for the Pixel. Like you will be able to, at some point this holiday season, be able to walk into a carrier and buy a Pixel, Hmm. I think. Okay, so um, the first part of the question though um, was how can you tell if we'll work with Rogers? And... Rose, you're mm-hmm. our expert on this. Um, he says, he asks about Rogers, but I think, you know, 
Rogers Bell tell us. Right. They're all kind of in the same camp. Yeah. The answer is more or less like they should more or less all work flawlessly. It's when you get should. to win uh, Freedom Mobile. I don't know why yeah. I keep calling it Wind today. Um, <laughs> maybe it should stay called. It should have stayed called uh, Freedom or Wind. Uh, I know. Anyway. It's very memorable. Clearly. Yes. Clearly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess generally if you're really concerned, you can check the bands that the phone has against the bands that your carrier has. So and that's doable through just a quick look at the specs on, on your phone's website and Again, comparing it against uh, the bands that, that comprise the LTE, LTE network that your carrier has, which is also online. Um, but like you said, mostly they're going to be compatible uh, with the major carriers. Especially if it has a Qualcomm chip. Right, exactly. Is, um, there, is there an instance where like a phone will not be compatible? I mean, I mean, I would be concerned a little bit more about phones that are perhaps only in Asian markets. Like maybe the Xiaomi phone, I would do a little bit more research to see how those things uh, go together because, you know, companies do quite a lot of optimization work uh, in terms of like each individual geographical market. Sure. So the antenna array can look very different. Um so I would look into that, uh, but generally, especially with a phone like the HTC U11, something that hasn't, you know, isn't coming to carriers in Canada, but is still a phone that is, um, you know, has got a North American presence, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry. Um, but yeah, in terms of Freedom Mobile, that's where the really interesting things comes in because their LTE network is um, built on a more obscure band, band 66. And so there's only in, I guess, over the past year or so, have there been many, many devices coming into the market with band 66 compatibility. Um, and, you know, that's been, that's been exciting and that's been seemingly good news for Freedom customers. However, they started to notice that not all band 66 compatible smartphones were staying on LTE when they were unlocked phones that were not purchased through the carrier. Is that because they need to release like a specific update for them to be compatible? Not not by they, I mean uh, Freedom, Freedom. Not, not the manufacturers. That's right. Freedom says it's been working on a fix and it's been working on uh, making sure that that is optimized for their customers. But for now, they can only guarantee phones that are sold through Freedom uh, that are Band 66 compatible will be LTE will be ready for LTE, um, which is kind of unfortunate because they really lobbied hard for this whole unlocking, doing away with the yeah. unlocking fee thing. Um, so it, it kind of doesn't really jibe with what their uh, what their motto was there. So it's it, it you're going to want to be um, a little cognizant of that. However, we did find uh, eventually that with the I, new iPhones, which are band 66 compatible, um, they did actually remain on LTE or come back to LTE pretty well. So, so the main issue is um, LTE drops off, goes to 3G when you make a call or otherwise are pushed to 3G and it doesn't come back. But with the iPhones, people started to find that the LTE was coming back automatically. So there may be already things that are Freedom is doing to, to move forward. But it wasn't that. doing that initially, right? Because the first yep. time I put that SIM in the iPhone 8, it wouldn't. Well, exactly. And then, a, and tell people what happened. And then a mysterious carrier update yeah. came in. I, I guess it was like 
four or five days later, we popped it in again just to see, and it said update carrier settings. Yeah. And I took a screenshot of it because people told me it didn't happen, but it happened. It happened. And it makes sense that other people might not have known that because as a reviewer, Pat had, um, you know, super early access. I I think we were probably one of the first uh, people, if not the first people in Canada to put a SIM in an iPhone 8, a freedom SIM in an iPhone 8. With a test for a year. It was an honor and a privilege. Yeah. Um, what I would also mention is be careful about, you know, just because it's a phone that Freedom sells mm-hmm. to then think, oh, I can buy an unlocked version of this phone and it will work because it. I've had some mixed reports from readers about whether it works for some it has, for others it has not. Totally. So if Freedom is the carry you want to go with for the time being, um, you do really have to buy it directly from them. The yeah. good news is that their um, tab plans are pretty fantastic. Uh, I remember when the Note 8 launched, you could basically get it for $200. Like they were subsidizing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's so, super subsidies. Yeah, it was it was insane. Uh, so that was the weekend that they offered that. 200 bucks. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, it was that weekend that they offered um, that, um, that plan that they've offered every weekend. Yeah. Um, and the only stipulation for the $200 Note 8 was you had to get a plan that was valued at $40 or more. So you could get like six gigabytes and a Note 8. And I was like, oh, and man. Most I look- people are going to have a plan like that anyways, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, look like I look like such an idiot with my Fido plan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, anyway. Yeah. My th- issue with freedom would be like I don't leave the GTA often. But when mm-hmm. I do, I would like to have cell phone coverage that's adequate. Totally. And that, that right. would be something that I would run into all the time. Yeah. And in any case, uh, shout outs, everyone. Shout outs. Um, come back to me. I got one ready. Okay. I was working on it while you guys were talking about right. stuff. Um, so it's not necessarily a, a Switch related shout out, but it's unacceptable. An, but it's a Nintendo related okay. shout okay. out. We'll take that. So it looks like Nintendo could be working on a Game Boy Mini, which I would be pretty hype on. Probably that would be hype. probably more hype than the NES Classic, which I wasn't really that excited for, or the SNES Classic, which I was moderately excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, they they. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of this like Twitter feed that automatically trolls Japanese uh, trademarks. Mm-hmm. A video game website noticed it. What is it called? I would like to give them credit. It's called Nintendo Switch with a dash between the Nintendo and the Switch. What a name. Whoa. Uh, they noticed that this sort of trademark bot had tweeted out um, a new patent filing. It looks like it could either be Nintendo trying to protect their intellectual property related to the Game Boy or possibly working on uh, a Game Boy Mini Classic of some sorts, because we we did see these sort of trademarks leading up to the the NES Classic and also this NES Classic. Um, but then again, there was also a trademark filed for the Nintendo 64 a few months ago in Europe, and that never made the dream alive. But I mean, I would love to play uh, some some old Game Boy games on the same the, the, the classic form factor. That was a console that I grew up playing. Um, and I think it'd be nice to kind of play them sort of how they were originally meant to be played without having to squint at the monochrome screen that's impossible to see now. Totally. Rose? Okay, my shout out is to Taylor Swift's new social media platform. Oh, that could have been mine. <laughs> oh, no. Because that was something that Pat reported on and he took it very seriously, I by did. the way. I think there was other breaking news that sort of was pushed to the side in favor of You're Taylor joking, Swift's but social there... media platform. But there was, and I just kept working on the Taylor Swift story. <laughs> because it's important. Um, and one of the things that I think is important about it is that it looks really old and ugly. And I can't believe that Taylor Swift put her name on something like that. So I'm of two minds about it. I think I understand it. And I think I was telling you this. Uh, like all the Kardashians have 
um, apps that uh, involve subscriptions that you pay in order to get access to like exclusive videos and like them video blogging and stuff like that. I I could see that being really cool for a Taylor Swift fan, um, giving them sort of one-on-one direct access to stuff that she's doing. But I don't think that's what this is. This is just like a carbon copy of social networks that already exist with Taylor Swift emojis, which is kind of silly. Well, as Taylor Swift said in her adorkable manner, <laughs> it would be preferable if you guys liked it. Ha 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 ha. I didn't like it. That's that's right. Uh, my shadow goes to Blade Runner 2049. It was fantastic. If you have three hours, give yourself up to Blade Runner. So if I didn't, if I'm not, uh, I guess, super hype on the original Blade Runner, would I like this movie? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was fantastic. I didn't. I haven't even seen the original. I, wa- I, I watched correct it. that mistake, but I watched it when I was a teenager and thought it was okay. And then yeah. I watched it again a couple days ago, and I still just thought it was okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, this is, it's just beautifully filmed, beautiful soundtrack, amazing costume design. Ryan Gosling's in it, so I want to see it just Ryan Gosling is fantastic in it. You know, obviously he's doing the, like, Ryan Gosling, like, very minimalistic acting where he's <laughs> just, like, like... The less he, he says, the better. Right, where it's, it's his character is basically the same as it is in Drive. Where oh, then I'm going to love uh, this movie. You know, like... Does he not talk for the first 45 minutes? More, he doesn't talk a lot. He'll just be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool." As like, long as he doesn't talk about how he wants to save jazz, I'm in. He doesn't talk about jazz. Oh, great! Does he ever go on a cruise ship? Um, he goes on a flying car. So it's not a sequel to Breaker High. It is not, unfortunately. Um, it is long. You know, it, it will test the patience of some people. Uh, but I don't know. I just love. How, how long is it? It's almost three hours. Like. It's kind of like uh, the reverent in uh, in the sense that like it's uh, not 15 minutes of plot. It's maybe like I don't know 45 to an hour. There's a lot of exposition. There's not a lot of exposition. Oh, okay. It's mostly like world building, uh, but like done silently, right? Where it's just showing you but stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure the world's cool though. Right? The world is nice. fantastic. Um, I almost don't want to say anything because it would ruin some of the really great stuff in it. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, love you. I'm gonna see it this weekend. Um, and also, I think if you're interested in tech, it's a fascinating kind of outlook um, on tech. Uh, if we ever have Tom, uh, Tom Emmerich, that is, back on the show, I think he would have a lot of thoughts about the. He recently mm. watched it. He was posting on Facebook about it, so he really loved it. I think it. he has some hot takes. He has some hot takes. Um, also, like for whatever reason, it's not doing great in theaters. I guess because it got amazing reviews, but I guess people like. They're like, what's Blade Runner? I think uh, I think younger people don't know what it is, right? Yeah, younger, yeah, because it's it's like thirty years old now, like the original, nineteen eighty-two or eighty-four, yeah. eighty-two or eighty-four. Before I was like born. Yep, Whoa. me too. Um, I mean, I'm twenty-five. Yes. Yeah, that's nowhere near when your birthday. <laughs> My fake birthday. Uh, on that note, please make sure to, if you have any questions or comments, email us at mobilesyrup.com or sorry, podcast at mobilesyrup.com. Woo. I've just been all over the place close. today. Um, Rose, where can people find us? Find us at Mobile Syrup on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and any good social media platform near you. And they can find me at Rose Bahar. You can find me at, at Patrick underscore Rourke. I would like you to tweet me and let me know how stupid I am for not liking the original Blade Runner that much. I'm at Igor Bonifacic, and now you can tweet at me your um, dog spots. That's what I would like to see. 
That'd be cool. All right. Take care. See you guys next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.